Welcome to Inner Work Talks, a personal growth podcast for curious and introspective spiritual seekers. Expect to learn about parts work, shadow work, inner child work, and more, because there is an entire universe inside of you waiting to be explored. There's a world inside that's so alive. There's a light in your life buried deep inside that I'm your host, Emma Donovan. I provide you with educational talks and guided inner experiences to help you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. I am the founder of the Inner Work Hub, where I offer inner work education and guidance through this podcast, as well as online courses, meditations, and one-on-one guidance sessions. In my other life, I am also a licensed therapist and the founder of Alternative Therapy STL. Before we get started, just a quick disclaimer. This podcast is for personal and spiritual growth purposes. It is designed to help people who are functioning well in life and who want to get to know themselves better and grow. It should not be considered therapy or professional advice of any kind. Those in need of mental health services are encouraged to consult with their relevant medical or mental health providers before listening to this podcast. Hello and welcome to Inner Work Talks. This is the very first episode. Today we're going to be talking about the ecology of the mind, seeing the psyche as a living system. So in this episode, I'm going to teach you a framework for understanding the self that is based on an understanding of systems, systems thinking. If you don't know what that is yet, that's totally fine. I am so excited to share this information with you today. We'll be learning about systems thinking, the inner systems within our psyche and how they shape our overall personality and how we think, feel, behave, act, and how to use this knowledge to help yourself grow. If you're able to learn to think this way, you will be able to become a more conscious human being. You'll gain a lot more self-awareness. You'll understand why you do what you do. You'll have a lot more natural compassion for yourself and others, and you'll also have a greater understanding of the world at large and who wouldn't want all of those things. Um, So I really recommend having this episode be the basis for your understanding of the rest of the episodes. So if you're starting with this one, then that is a great choice. So by now you might be wondering what systems thinking is. We'll do a really broad general overview of this just so you can kind of begin to grasp this as a concept. Systems thinking is a paradigm that helps you understand the interconnected nature of all things. I love this quote by, and I'm going to butcher this name, Teilhard de Chardin. He says, learn how to see, recognize everything connects to everything else. I'll repeat that. Everything connects to everything else. So some examples of this that you might see in the real world, ecosystems, societal systems, cultural systems, political systems, economic systems, body systems, like the cardiovascular system and skeletal system, etc., and ultimately psychological systems, which is what we're going to be talking about the most today. So all of these kinds of systems function on similar basic principles. We have these same kind of systems inside of us. So systems are made up of factors. They can also be called parts and they're made up of relationships between these parts. So there's both parts and then the relationships between them. 
they are interdependent and they're often co-arising. So in the West, we often tend to think of like A causes B, A causes B to happen. Um, But from a systems thinking perspective, A doesn't necessarily cause B to be the way that it is. A and B both influence each other through the relationship that they have between each other and they co-create something together. Systems exist inside of systems, inside of larger systems, inside of larger systems. So for an example of this, one human being is part of a family. So remember I said systems are comprised of both parts and relationships between those parts. So one person is part of a family. That person has relationships with each and every single member of their family. Now that family might be a part of a neighborhood. So both the individuals in that family are part of the neighborhood, but the family as a whole is a system that is part of a larger system, which is the neighborhood. So then that family is also a part of that neighborhood. Then that neighborhood is a system with a bunch of individuals and a bunch of families serving as parts and as smaller systems inside of that neighborhood system. That neighborhood as a whole is part of a town, okay? So towns are made up of parts, which could be those neighborhoods, and then that town is a part of a state, okay? So the more we zoom out, we get systems inside of systems, inside of larger systems, inside of larger systems. And each part, no matter how small or how big, has relationships with other parts of the system that it is in. It is inextricably interconnected from the rest of all of the systems that it is a part of. Okay, so hopefully you've got systems thinking, parts, relationships between parts. Systems can be part of larger systems and larger systems and larger systems. They can also be part of smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller systems. So if we take this logic, that same systems thinking can be taken inside, inside of the self and also inside of the psyche. And that is why we are talking about systems thinking today, because it applies to the psyche and to your understanding of yourself, to your understanding of your mind and how to go through a process of internal transformation. And one of the really cool things is that when you are able to understand how systems work, your understanding can be applied to many, many different areas of your life, both within yourself and also outside of yourself. You'll find yourself starting to understand, starting to comprehend what's going on in the world around you a lot more quickly and more intuitively. If you start to see yourself and your relationships this way, the entire world will change. If everything is interconnected, then the changes you make inside of you will ripple out into the world in positive ways that you may never even know. I truly believe that inner work that you do on yourself is work you do for the world. And that is because of the interconnected nature of all things. We've all heard of the butterfly effect. A butterfly flaps its wings and it causes a typhoon. We never know what impact we're going to have when we change how we show up and we can change how we show up by this understanding of systems. So this brings me to my next point. I would like to talk about the mind because as I've said, we have systems inside of our psyches too. And this is where it's going to get really interesting and really transformative for you. Just like ecological systems of plants and animals that serve to perpetuate and support and maintain each other, we have a 
system that is designed inside of us that is meant to be harmonious and balanced. This system is made up of different facets or parts inside of us. You can think of these almost as sub-personalities or alter egos, and we need each and every one of them in order to be our full selves. You actually have a fascinating inner realm within you with different characters waiting for you to meet them. And I know this might sound kind of crazy, but if you keep listening to this podcast, you'll not only get to learn more about this, but you will also get to experience it for yourself. So don't take my word for it. Wait to experience it for yourself because I am sure that you will be surprised by the kinds of characters or different alter egos or subpersonalities that you will get to meet. It's a lot similar to the movie Inside Out. It's a Pixar film that was released, I think, within the last decade. Um, If you haven't seen that film, I'll just go over it really quick. It's about a little girl. I think she's about 10 years old, and she moves from Minnesota, I believe, to San Francisco with her family. And when she was living in Minnesota, she was part of the hockey team. She had this really strong group of friends. Her life was good. She hadn't really been through any adversity. But when she moves down to California, all of a sudden... There's no hockey anymore. She has to make new friends. She's struggling in a variety of different ways, and her life is kind of upended. And the story is somewhat about her and, you know, what's going on in her life, but a lot of it is actually about what's going on inside of her mind. And so a lot of the movie is actually filmed inside of her head with these different little characters. There's joy, fear, disgust anger, and I think I might be forgetting one, sadness. Um, And it's about the different emotions inside of her head, which we can think of as parts from a systems thinking perspective, and also the relationships between those different parts inside of her head. And these characters inside of her head are all ultimately trying to help her in the best way they know how from their own individual perspective. And I'm not going to ruin the movie, but a major moral of the story is that we need all parts of us, including sadness and including emotions that we normally don't necessarily want to look at because they all serve a positive function for us. You can also think of other movies or stories that are not as explicitly about what's going on inside of the mind or inside of the emotions. You can think of any movie, maybe your favorite movie. Each character in that movie is an archetype of how human beings can be, and we might find ourselves relating to multiple archetypes. For example, you might think of yourself as adventurous and brave sometimes like a Gryffindor, sweet sometimes like a Hufflepuff, studious like a Ravenclaw at times when you need to be, or cunning like a Slytherin, depending on the setting that you're in or even on your mood. So even if we have a dominant way of being, we have all of it ultimately inside of us, and we need all of that inside of us in order to be well-rounded. This is not a bad thing by any means. In fact, it's a really good thing. Multiplicity of the mind is normal and natural. Otherwise, we would be one-dimensional, which really wouldn't be any fun, and we actually wouldn't survive. Imagine if you were walking around this world angry all the time, and that's all you were able to do. Or imagine you were walking around this world high achieving all the time, and that was all you were able to do. Or imagine you were walking around this world just being intellectual and studying all the time. You can't do that. You wouldn't even survive. So we need multiple different dimensions, facets, and parts of our personality in order to be the unique beings we are and in order to survive and even thrive in this world. If you've ever noticed yourself saying, a part of me wants this, but another part of me wants that, 
or a part of me thinks I should make this decision, but another part of me really thinks that's a bad idea. Or you might've wondered about how you show up completely differently, depending on what social setting you're in, then this is multiplicity at work. We all do this. Everybody has this. Another really good thing to be aware of is that all parts of us are good and they ultimately have our best interest at heart, even if they have outcomes that are less than optimal. I'm going to talk about this a lot more in future episodes. I'm just going to leave it really brief for now, but imagine this. Anger is not bad. (laughs) It doesn't make you a bad person. Anger is actually there because it's trying to protect you. It might be doing that by helping you recognize when your boundaries have been overstepped, or it might be helping you recognize a cause that you care about. Another example could be fear. There are quite a few situations in this world that we actually need a fear response for. Our fear is there to ultimately protect us from harm. We need it. We couldn't function without it. We wouldn't survive without it. It ultimately is trying to protect us and do good for us. Even our inner critic is trying to help us and do good for us because our inner critic is trying to help us become better versions of ourselves, even if it's by beating us down because they don't want us to get hurt and they want us to be the best versions of ourselves. So every single thing inside of you ultimately has your best interest at heart, even if the result is not always positive. That's a very important thing to remember as we move forward. Just to make this a little bit clearer, I'm going to talk about some examples of parts that I have that make up a large portion of my personality. I've got a part of me that is very adventurous and is constantly seeking. This part has helped me travel to 31 different countries. It's led me all over the world. It's led me to learn more about different cultures, different spiritual practices, different ways of being. It's helped me try out a few different careers at this point. I would not be who I am without that part. So an adventurous and seeking part. Another part that I have is a studious and learner part. This part loves devouring new information. It loves theories. It loves knowledge. It loves to read. It reads articles all of the time. I have another part that's an alchemizing part. This part loves to take pre-existing things, combine them together, and then morph them into something that didn't exist before And I have an introspective part that loves to learn more about myself, who I am, my identity. I've been doing this for a really long time. And because of that, that's what actually led me to become a therapist. And it's also what led me to make this podcast and become an inner work educator and guide because that's something that this part really, really loves to do. I also have a really open-minded and spiritual seeker part. And at the same time, I also have a part of me that's really skeptical. Um, So if you're listening to this and you also have a skeptical part that's showing up as you're listening to this, that's totally fine. I have a skeptical part too, and it's totally okay to have inside of the same person, a really open-minded part and also a skeptical part. And really out of all these parts I mentioned, there's more that I have than even this, but I wouldn't be sitting here today making this podcast if it wasn't for all of them. I needed my adventurous part my studious part, my alchemizing part, my introspective part, all of it kind of came together and helped me make something like this. So I'm really grateful for the parts that I have. And I love giving the gift of helping other people discover the parts that they have, because when they're able to do that, they're able to feel more harmonious and integrated and do really beautiful things in the world. And I want to just talk quickly about the benefits of seeing yourself this way. 
If you start to view yourself this way, you're going to be able to receive more clarity on your journey of self-discovery. You'll gain a lot more deep, profound love for yourself. You'll feel more whole and integrated in who you are and less fragmented. You'll also become more conscious of yourself and feel like the author of your own life. So not really going so much on autopilot anymore, but really making more conscious decisions. It is endlessly empowering to view yourself this way. And I will really hope that you will join me for future episodes so we can go a lot deeper into this together. This is just an introduction. In future episodes, you're gonna be able to learn a lot more material that's deeper. You'll also be able to experience guided experiential journeys through meditations that actually take you into your inner landscape to explore your inner world and meet the inner characters that you have. So now you might be wondering, where do I go from here and how do I start actually integrating this into my daily life in a way that's going to help me? That is a really good question. I recommend starting by noticing which parts you have. This is really easy. You can start to notice what parts you have based on how you talk. You might say, a part of me wants this, but another part of me wants that. You can also notice how you tend to show up differently in different situations. How do you show up when you're around your family? What part of you comes out then? How do you show up when you're with your best friend? Is that different from the way that you show up when you're at work? What part of you is coming forward in the different situations in your life? And beyond that, you can go even deeper than that and start to jot these parts down. You can make a log. Give each part a name, maybe write a phrase or a sentence or two about what you notice about that part, whether it's showing up in your emotions or in your mind, some of the things that it might say, other things you might notice about it, and that'll come in handy in future explorations with future episodes that we do together. Some major ways that you can get in touch with the various parts of your inner system is through journaling, meditations, art, or mapping them out. We are going to experience some of these methods in future episodes, so stay tuned for that. I also teach some of these in classes through the Inner Work Hub. And if you're interested to dive a lot deeper into that than just on this podcast, I actually have an online course available right now at the time of this recording called Intro to Inner Work. It will show you more examples. It'll show you how to map out your parts. It'll show you how to look at the relationships between different parts. It also offers four guided meditations that you can do on your own to get to know them more. And it also involves journaling prompts and an inner workbook. So if that seems like something that you're interested in, I will put the link in the show notes to how to access that course. It's less than the cost of an individual session with me. So it'll help you embark on your inner work journey in a really experiential way that involves visualizations, journaling, meditations, and more. Another way you can keep experiencing this inner work for free is just to keep listening to this podcast. For future episodes, I have planned how to connect with one part of you. I also have planned understanding the different components of your inner system, Loving every single part of you, connecting to your inner child work, shadow work, and a lot of other topics too. So if any of that stuff interests you, you can head to other episodes right now and listen to those right now. You can also bookmark them for later. It was an absolute privilege to guide you through this material today, and I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. 
Check out the show notes for relevant links and resources, and make sure to subscribe to know when I release new episodes. If you like this podcast, you can support it in the following ways. One, share it with a friend. It'll help them, and discussing this stuff that you learn about yourself with loved ones can also deepen your relationships. Two, you can also leave a review on iTunes. This is extremely helpful to me because it helps other people find this podcast too. Three, check out my online offerings or drop a donation on Venmo if you want to support this podcast. The link is in the show notes.